بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ جنائٹ از دا نائنٹینتھ آف سپٹمبر ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ of Makkah al-Mukarramah. So moving on to the holy city of Al-Madina. Sayyidina Arkham radiyallah, he once sought permission to visit Bayt al-Maqdis, to which our beloved messenger replied, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one salah in my masjid is better than 1,000 salats there. One salat in my masjid is better than 1,000 salats there. This is recorded in Tabarani in his Kabir, Hafiz Abdul Haq Dehlawi in his Jalsb Al-Qulub Ila Diyar Al-Mahbub. The absorption of the hearts towards the city of the beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, page 191 of the English translation. So let's look at this. So why did Sayyidina Arkham radiyallahu want to go to Masjid Al-Aqsa because of the virtues which we mentioned a few nights prior. The Prophet said, one salat in my masjid is better than 1,000 salats there. So now what's interesting, when I was discussing the virtues of salat in Masjid Al-Aqsa, the Sahih Hadith mentions, salat in this my masjid is superior by four salah in that masjid. So this is in Behaqi, Hakim, Sahih, Zahabi, Sahih. And Shaykh Rabbani Rahmatullah stated Sahih in As-Sahira, number 2902. So is there a contradiction? So if you look at the word, there's no contradiction. Why? Because the Prophet said in the Sahih Hadith, Salah in my masjid is superior. By four salats in that much, it must mean there's more than four. Here the Prophet extended the number. One salat in my masjid is better than 1,000 salat there. So there's no contradiction. It's more than four. Now we know it's more than a thousand. So what does that tell you about Masjid al-Nabi? It's something really beyond comprehension in terms of virtue. Indeed, our beloved messenger had famously said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Salatan fi masjidi hadha khaylan min alfi salatin fi ma siwahu illa al-masjid al-haram. Salat in my masjid is 1,000 times superior to a salat in another masjid except masjid al-haram. This is in Sayyih Bukhari, number 1,190. Sayyih Muslim, number 3,440. So note, this absolutely flawless report confirms the previous report. Because <laughs> the Prophet ﷺ said, any other masjid on the face of the earth, salat in my masjid is 1,000 times superior, except one. And that's the Kaaba. So note, Aqsa is not mentioned. <laughs> so therefore, it applies to Aqsa as well. But now, why have I mentioned the report in the original Arabic, because there's a key word here. Salatan fi masjidi. Salat in my masjid. 
fi means in. So Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Al-Abbad Al-Badr, he clarified in his work, Fada'il Madina, the virtue of Al-Madina, page 27, quote, the reward for each salah being multiplied by more than 1,000 is not specifically for the obligatory prayers. On the contrary, this reward applies to all prayers that one makes within the masjid. This is due to the generality of the statement of Rasulullah when he said, Salah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Therefore, an obligatory prayer is worth a thousand prayers plus. And likewise, an optional prayer is worth the same. The multiplication of a reward mentioned in the hadith is not restricted to salah in a particular part of the masjid that was present during Rasulullah's lifetime. Rather, this reward applies to all portion of the masjid that was present during his lifetime and also every extension of the masjid that came thereafter. So let's look at this. So this Sheikh who's still alive, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Al-Abad Al-Badr, he's written a work called The Virtues of Al-Madina, Fada'il Madina. And he said about this hadith, the Prophet is not talking only about the Farad. So some people give you that, they say the Farad prayer is more than a thousand. Did the Prophet say that? The, the Prophet وسلم, said, Salatan fi masjidi. Salat in my masjid. Did he say farad? No. Salat in my masjid is 1000 times superior to a salat in another masjid. So the Sheikh is saying, farad, definite. But any prayer in masjid in Nabi, whether it's witr, whether it's sunnah mu'aqidah, whether it's sunnah, whether it's ghair mu'aqidah, whether it's nafl, it multiplies a thousand times. The multiplication, the Prophet did not restrict. He goes, this applies not only to the original masjid, because you could argue, the Prophet said this masjid, meaning maybe this original, maybe in the garden of paradise, like you said now. He goes, no. Every extension of the masjid is part of the masjid. The learned sheikh, however, went on to warn, that this is a common error, page 29 to 30 of the same book. The person who prays outside of the walls and gates of the masjid will attain the reward for praying in congregation, but he will not attain the reward that is multiplied by a thousand due to the fact that the reward is specifically for the person who prays inside the masjid. The individual who does prays in the streets has not prayed inside the masjid. And therefore does not attain the multiple reward. <laughs> Why? Look at the wording. Salat and fi masjidi. Salat in my masjid. He didn't say around it. So what do some people very ignorantly and lazily do? Because oh, no point going to the... It's always piked. So what do they do? They go lay. And then they pray in street. And they go, oh, no, we caught you. We caught prayer. And the howl it is, well, yeah, you have caught the prayer. You, you, you got the congregation. But forget about the thousand. Then the guy gets confused because I got the congregation. What are you talking about? The Prophet didn't say anywhere. He said inside the masjid. 
So imagine the reward that's been diminished. <laughs> you got a great reward, you prayed in congregation, but you haven't got the multiple of a thousand. <laughs> so what does that tell you? Those, if one strives one's utmost to pray within, but it is simply not possible due to crowds, then inshallah, we would expect our Lord not to deprive. <laughs> but you have to have that firm intention. Not go late. <laughs> You know, you go late, you're bound to be playing on the streets. Sometimes you go early, you still can't get into the masjid. So obviously, the hadith in Tabarani says, the intention of the believer is greater than his deed. Mm. So your intention firmly was to go early to get in the masjid. But sometimes, for one, some reason or the other, you can't. Inshallah, you'll get the reward. Mm -hmm. But if you go late, expecting to pray on the street, then you don't get that reward. Now think about that, look at the loss. If you put it into monetary terms, the guy's the guy won't go to sleep. He'll need, you know, medication. It was so oh, disaster, brother. Disaster. And his wife, I could have made millions and I've lost millions. And yeah, when you say to the same person, brother, you prayed in the street. Oh, still prayed, no, brother. Still prayed. Mashallah. And what's the other howl? People, they're trying to get the 40 prayers. Famous hadith, the Prophet said in Imam Ahmad's Musnad. Hafiz ibn Hajar Askalani, Rahmatullah stated Hassan, that whoever offers 40 prayers in my masjid without missing any of the prayer, then he is, pro, he is the proclamation is made that he is free from hypocrisy and he is free from the fire. Mm -hmm. So this is the hadith. So a person goes, right, I didn't miss any of the prayer. Does he get the reward? <laughs> the response is, you probably might get that reward which is a tremendous reward, but you don't get a thousand because you've played some on the street. <laughs> so therefore note, you've got to give credit to the authorities. They've extended the masjid. That's why they've done it. They want more people to get these rewards. But instead of you know thinking with knowledge, people start mining the architecture. <laughs> Look at this marble. Look at this. MashaAllah. Look at these minarets. Right? You think they've extended the masjid so you can get in? It's about mining things. Go inside the masjid. <laughs> So now, Salat is multiplied. Now think about that. People say, what shall I do in Al-Madinah? <laughs> oh my God. He goes, brother, offer nothing prayers in Masjid al-Nabi. Then a guy goes, yeah, but should I do Ziyarat? Shall I do Ziyarat? He goes, knock yourself out. But just do nothing prayers in Masjid al-Nabi. So he doesn't get it. So you have to explain to him. Say, oh, okay, brother, just pray Ishraq. Stay, pray, wait for Ishraq, pray. Why? It's more than a thousand Ishraqs. And the guy looks at Allah and he goes, hey, who told you that? The Prophet said it. When are we going to offer a thousand ishraqs? Pray Salat al-Duha. Why? Thousand, more than a thousand Salat al-Duhas. When are we going to pray a thousand Salat al-Duhas? Pray Salat al-Tasbih. Thousand Salat al-Tasbihs. When are we going to pray a thousand Salat al-Tasbihs? Awwabin after Maghrib. Real Mu'akkidah, Asr, Isha, Nafl, Ajjad. And what do people do? Where's the nearest burger joint? Imagine, isn't it? right? MashaAllah. So there you go. Right? Just get in the masjid, stop praying. The Prophet said, praying, he's encouraging you to pray. Confirming further. Sayyidina Jabir ibn Abdullah, radiallahuma. He relates to our beloved messenger, said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As-salatu fi masjidi hada aftalu min alfi salatin fi ma siwahu al-masjid al-haram. Salat in my masjid 
is more excellent than 1,000 salat of other masjids, excluding Masjid al-Halam. وَالْجُمُعَةُ هَذَا أَفْضُلُ مِنْ أَلْفِ جُمُعَةٍ فِي مَا سِوَاهُ إِلَّا الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَلَامِ The Friday prayer in my masjid is more excellent than a thousand Friday prayers of other masjids except Masjid al-Halam. وَالشَّحْرُ رَمَدَانَ فِي مَسْجِدِ هَذَا أَفْضُلُ مِنْ أَلْفِ شَحْرِ رَمَدَانَ فِي مَا سِوَاهُ إِلَّا الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَلَامِ And the month of Ramadan in my masjid is more excellent than the virtues of 1,000 months of Ramadan in other masjids except Masjid al-Halam. So let's look at this. So this is recorded in Behaki in Shu'ab al-Iman, number 3,851. Hafiz Abdul Haq Dehlawi, in his Jazb al-Qulub ila Diyar al-Mahbub. Apart from the first sentence of the hadith, Shaykh al-Bani considered the rest of the report to be fabricated. Referred to as Ad-Da'ifa, volume 2, page 230. So let's look at this. So what's the first sentence? Salat in my masjid is more excellent than 1,000 salat of other masjids except Masjid al-Halam. So Shaykh al-Bani said that's authentic. The second two statements, he said they're uh, critically weak. Jumma prayer in my masjid is more excellent than a thousand Jumma of other masjids except Masjid al-Halam and Ramadan. So why is it recorded? The scholars say because it's virtue. And it indicates it's not just the salat that is being multiplied. Mm-hmm. Because if the report says the month of Ramadan in my masjid is more excellent, what is the month of Ramadan going to do with salat? So you're fasting. So maybe the fast increases. Maybe other forms of worship increases. Thus the scholars point out, despite the weakness, one should spend as much time as possible within Masjid al-Nabi offering various acts of worship for each act of worship is roughly equivalent to three years worth of it continuously mm. so think about it you're in Masjid al-Nabi because brother says subhanallah subhanallah that's like you've done it for three years mm. then the guy might you know something might click because people are so dumb nowadays like you got to break it down to you know kindergarten level you get that, right? They go, hey, what? Suddenly he wakes up. Oh, he's woke up now. What's, what's happening? What do you say? Yeah, say subhanallah. That's three years of subhanallah. Next minute, subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. Oh, he woke up now, mashallah. Well done, mate. Welcome to uh, the living. So, what do people do? That's the last thing they do. Astaghfirullah. They go, oh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Where you going, brother? You ask him, brother, did you spend time in Masjid al-Nabi? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, how much time did you spend in Masjid al-Nabi? He goes, well, you know, I'm afraid. Well, that's funny. <laughs> the way you're saying it, it's like, that's not beautiful. And he goes, oh, no, yeah, yeah. but where did you pray? He goes, oh, you know, sometimes I was in the Masjid, sometimes I was next to Bekhre. <laughs> First disaster, right? And he goes, uh, what about anything else? Did you spend any other time? Why would I? Then he even say, why would I go to Masjid al-Nabi? Outside of Salat time. Has he invested? Has he learned? Was he wasted his time? <laughs> Think about it. People just go. Let's buy bugs. Get visa. Let's go. <laughs> right? You come back and people tell you, why did you believe it? Well, you never signed it. That is it. What do you want me to do? Start suckling here. Astaghfirullah. 
consider the member of rasulullah the priceless pulpit sallallahu alaihi wasallam about which he said inna min badi ala turatin min tur il jannah verily my pulpit is on top of the turatin from the turatin of paradise this is in bazar in his musnad al-bahr al-zakhar number 8200 hafiz abdul haq dahlawi rahmatullahi in his jazm al-qulub ila diyar al-mahbub page 196 of the english translation so even the english sounds like a very strange name so let's go through it again what did the professor allah alayhi say my pulpit i the pulpit he would sit and stand on sallallahu alayhi is on top of the turatin from the turatin of paradise so we need to know what this word means Hafiz Abdul Haq Dehlawi Rahmatullah Alayhi He said Some commentators Rahibuhumullah say That the Tur'atin Is a door to paradise Others say It is steps to paradise Others say It is a garden On a lofty place So let's superimpose the meaning What did the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say Verily my member is on top of the door of paradise is or the very steps to paradise is a garden on a lofty place so what meaning do you extract the pulpit is taking you to paradise so the prophet was saying my member will take you to paradise What did you expect from that blessed member which had the priceless honor of our beloved messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam ascending and then sitting upon it countless number of times leaving aside the khilafa rashidi so think about it who sat on that pulpit the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that's enough abu bakr siddiq umar ibn al khattab uthman ibn affan ali ibn abu talib Abu Huraira, many other compiled Muawiyah, all of these exalted souls. If the chamber of Maryam is blessed, because this holy lady was in that chamber worshipping, are you telling me that chamber is greater than the member of the Prophet? So now, how do we take blessings from that member? It is mentioned. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhu he used to touch the blessed seat of Rasulullah's pulpit sallallahu alaihi wasallam and wipe his face for blessing this is in ibn hiban in his thiqah 4-9 ibn sa'ad in his tabaqat 1-13 al-mughni 3-559 qadi iyad in his shifa 2-55 sheikh al-mardawi in his insaf 4-54 Hafiz ibn Muflih in his Furu 3-5-2-3 and many others. So let's look at this. So how do we take blessings from the pulpit? The great Abdullah ibn Umar. Sayyidah Aisha radiyallahu anha in Ahmad in his Zuhd. The greatest follower of the footprints of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is Abdullah ibn Umar. So our mother gave him immense praise. He touched the seat of Rasulullah's pulpit. Then what did he do? He wiped his face with it. So a person goes, makes absolute sense. 
لیکن جو پالا رہا سو بہان اللہ اٹ از ان دی موسٹ اسٹرینج دیٹ سم آف دا سو کھول لرنڈ مین آف ٹیز ڈے ایٹ ایج ہیو دا اوڈاسٹی ٹو کھول دس آئٹ شرک تو تھنک ابا دا نو انویشن نو یو ڈونٹ سم تھنگ دس لائک یو کمیٹڈ شرک So a person can push his hand on his head, he goes, you're going to have to explain that to me, brother. How is this shirk? Mm-hmm. He goes, Allah Ta'ala is the one who is the now. And he commands. Then you think, well, obviously Allah Ta'ala is the one. But hasn't he given you avenues through which to secure blessings, to get your needs fulfilled? Or is it just directly to him all the time? Then he starts looking at you and he goes, what are you talking about? For instance, can't we ask somebody else to pray for this? According to your logic, that's shirk. You do direct, brother. If we ask Allah Ta'ala through our deeds, which is mentioned in Bukhari and Muslim, if I did this deed to please you, oh my Lord, help me. Isn't, that, isn't there something wrong with that? Why do you go direct? When you ask, you know, you go on and on. All of this are means, so here's another means. You touch the blessed member of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, And you wipe your face with it. And if Allah Ta'ala is going to question me, all I'm going to say is, Abdullah ibn Umar did it. Do you honestly believe Allah Ta'ala is going to take him to task? The one who Aisha goes, the most strictest follower of Rasulullah's sunnah. Well, think about it. We're living in strange times. We need all the help we can get. And these buffoons are cutting all the help we can get. Imagine. Brother, I'm in a really bad state. Maybe this will, you know, who knows? This might be the deed. And he goes, Shirak, Kofar, Bidat. Like a pinball machine. The thing, go to burger shop. That's Sunnat. So not again. What a strange... And then you get, you, you're in a situation now where there's a God there. What's he doing there? I'm not going to run off with a member, am I? And then you get tag team brothers, mashallah. What they do, they dislike the God. And then the other brother touches the member behind his bike. Three turns round and when he turns round, the other one touches the member. Look at the things you've got to do to try and get the, you know, some blessings now. And if the guard sees you, he wakes you. Imagine, you got guards, obviously the sadness is we need guards, definitely certain places. But the member, come on, you're going to an extreme now. You know, who's going to nick off with the member? There's three guards at the Prophet's grave. They look at you like, listening to you to see what you're saying. <laughs> Indeed, Abdullah ibn Ubaidullah, radiyallahu, he relates that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Man istata'a an yamut bil madinati fal yamut. If it is possible for one of you to die in al-madina, you should die there. Faman maata bil madinati, for he who dies in al-madina, He will be blessed with my intercession and also martyrdom. This is in Ibn Majah, Behaqi in Shu'ab al-Iman, number 3884. Hafiz Abdul Haq Dahlavi in his Jazm al-Qudub, Ila Diyar al-Mahbub, page 50 of the English translation. So now look how strange. Do we know where we're going to die? No. So why did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, If it is possible for you to die in Medina, you should die there. So the scholars, look at the lengths they went to to get this. Some didn't even move from there. 
like Imam Malik. <laughs> so he took it to that level. He goes, no chance. But the Hajj was fard, so he had to leave once. <laughs> and he did Hajj. He came quickly back. So he's, inshallah, going to get the Shafa'ah. He's blessed with martyrdom. Then you get other great scholars, which, which you know, we don't even know. We should know their names. Hafiz Mullah Ali Qari. Hanafi Sheikh from our neck of woods, Afghanistan. Hanafi, he wrote a commentary of Mishkat called Mirkat. And he was a saintly soul. He used to live off the earning of writing a Quran. He handwritten a Quran. And from that handwritten Quran, he live a year. From the from what he what he got for that handwritten Quran. He migrated not to Medina, to Makkah. He died there. Then you got Shaykh al-Hadith. You know, Mawlana Muhammad Zakariya Khan, he he was spending a lot of his time in Medina, so much he wanted to die there. But then he got ill. And he goes, we have to treat you outside of Al-Medina. We're going to take you, you know, abroad. So he made a dua, he goes, Ya Allah, please, because I, you know, don't deprive me of the city of the Prophet. So he went, and they, he did recover slightly from the medication, but he quickly went back. And then the report, which is amazing about him, was he actually saw the angel of death. And he himself said, Marhaba. And the angel of death goes, not yet. <laughs> so he's thinking, what? And then some time passed, I don't know, weeks, years. He sees him again. He goes, Marhaba. He goes, not yet. And the third time, he goes, now is the time. And he passed away. He's buried in Jannat al-Baqi. <laughs> Be honest. Why, where is our ambition? <laughs> I'll rely on my deeds, good luck, man. <laughs> Imagine on day of judgment, you're going to be relying on your deeds. You're going to be rooting for the Prophet. Imagine you know, all these buffoons who rely on their deeds. What's going to happen on day of judgment? Are they going to stand there like that? I'm sorry, me, right? You're going to be running to find the Prophet. So do it now. So where do you find the Prophet? In Al Madina. If you die there, and you might be looking, it might be one of those, like, yes, you know, you know, people. <laughs> Look at the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every prayer there's a janaza. And if you're not used to it, it frustrates you thinking, here we go again. <laughs> right? Here we go again. But really think about it. Which other city in the world has a janaza every prayer? <coughs> what is that telling you? Allah is answering du'as. People are dying there. Imagine it. Allahu Akbar. You get people. You know, like we went to bury one in Janat al-Baqi. And we under this bed, we just like running, running into the graveyard. And then we asked, there were some brothers, and they look like they're from the African subcontinent. So we asked him, he goes, oh, he's from uh, Sudan. And he goes, what, how, tell us his story. And he goes, well, he, he came and he, he, he just, he was doing Umrah. He fell ill and he's, uh, we need to look at that. Shafar martyred him. <laughs> Allah, Allah chooses people. The more you go, the more you've got a chance. You've got to be in it to win it. You know, like lottery tickets, isn't it, mashallah? You've got to buy haram, you know, the proper tickets. So notice people say you will get shafa, but they forget to mention the last bit. Kuntu lahu shafi'an wa shahida. You are blessed with martyrdom. Imagine, you die a normal death. You're still a martyr in Medina. What about the one who actually got martyred in Medina? Amir al-Mu'minin Sayyidina Umar. Amir al-Mu'minin Sayyidina Uthman. Their status is something else. They actually got martyred. So there's a martyred, martyred. How does that apply? Subhanallah. The result of this is but obvious. Ka'ab al-Ahbar, he said, Rahmatullah, it is reported in the Torah 
that they are angels appointed in Al-Baqi. When Baqi gets filled, they transfer them to paradise. <laughs> Recorded by Hafiz Abdul Haq Dahlawi in his Jazm Al-Qulub Ila Diyar Al-Mahbub. Absorption of the hearts towards the city of the beloved Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Page 264 of the English translation. Let's look at this. Qab Al-Ahbar was a Tabi. He was a rabbi, so he's got the best of both worlds. He knows the Jewish scripture and he knows he's become well versed in the the Sharia from the companions. He said, this is in the Torah. They are angels and they have a job in Medina. Okay. What's their job? So you'd think, oh, to help Betty or to make dua. No. Their job is when Bucky gets filled, they take the bodies to paradise. So this can be buried. So a person goes, I don't understand. What don't you understand? So Uthman, where is he? He's in paradise. Why? Because getting filled in it. So when genital Bucky gets filled, imagine when he reaches that critical mass, take him all to paradise. Start again. Which other graveyard has that? Think about that. How many people have already gone to paradise because they were buried in Janatul Bukhi? It's now expanded a bit. And what's strange about the graveyard now is that it's completely surrounded by roads except from one side. And when you enter it, you can't hear the traffic. Somebody told me that. He goes, you uh, what? He goes, don't you... He goes, what's, 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 I thought he saw a miracle or something. What's happening? Can't, you can't hear anything. So of course, yeah, but in the graveyard. He goes, but there's, there's roads all around the graveyard. And I thought, eh? Couldn't hear anything. So as you stepped up, I thought, here we go, right? And there you go, another thing that you don't even reflect upon. What is it? What's happening in Janatul Bucky? Who's stopping the sound? From getting into, imagine you got a graveyard. It's not that big as well. Some graveyards here are bigger than Janatul Bucky. If you put two, three rows around it, it's going to be like putting a grave in the middle of a roundabout. You're thinking, what have you built a bloody graveyard here for? So obviously the authorities, what they're playing at, is how you preserve the holy graveyard. Build roads around it, and then goldsmiths outside. That's another interesting thing. Right? You know, you go and they're buying gold, and just behind the wall, this sahaba buried. I'm thinking, what the state of affairs the Muslim living? You go to Jerusalem, you get Sakina. You go to Medina, you're thinking, what have you done to the city of the Prophet? Imagine you go there. You're thinking, yeah, nice marble, mashallah. So, all I mentioned today was now talking about the holy city of the Prophet. And not endless virtue. We move from Jerusalem to Damascus, now the holy city. So again, when you hear the reports, you have a yearning to return, but with knowledge, not just, you know, oh, I've been to the, where you been to the McDonald's, what you call this? <laughs> One brother goes to me, I've mentioned this. He goes, oh, I found it. Of course, what have you found, brother? And I, it's that, it was that burger place. He goes, oh, I know what it is. And I felt like in my race lap. I thought, I thought he's found some Ziyadat spot or something. He said, I found it. I thought, I've been told by any. You found it. You need a head examining book. Uh, any questions you want to ask? 
سبحان ربي حمدي سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك واتوب الحمد لله العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصل الانسان لفي خسر الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وحسب الحق وحسب الصبر صدق الله العظيم